0: Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged, and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church.
1: On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. To a little
2: bit of church every day. Home Bible study 21st century. CAC Daily ICAST is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the
3: live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to q95fm.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's q95fm.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com.
2: You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily Icast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606 282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to CAC Daily at CAC or CAC Daily at Cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the
3: Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily ICast. It is Wednesday. It is cold here in East Kentucky. Four. Let me repeat that. No, I'm not golfing. I'm not golf swinging. It is four degrees outside. I know. I know. It's four degrees. (laughs) We might as well get used to it. It's going to be here for today. And then uh, it's going to warm up, though. Hang in there going to come and snow on Thursday. <laughs> so uh, the high today is only going to be 26. So uh, keep that in mind. It's going to be 26 with um, very cold and plenty of sunshine. So the sunshine is probably just going to, uh, it's going to uh, cause you to feel warmer than uh, what it really is. So uh yeah let's see if I can uh, straighten my graphic up there, but uh it is going to be um a little on the uh on the cool side, but uh it is going to crank some snow not as much I don't think they said as much this time uh on Thursday as it has been uh over the past little bit so. We'll see how that works out. And so uh, 26 for the high today looks like 39 for the high tomorrow with snow 3 to 6 inches. Well, that's about what we got this time. They must have changed it overnight. Mostly cloudy, not as cold. A little snow at times in the afternoon with little or no accumulation. And then very cold on Friday, 28 degrees. And looks like snow at times accumulating one to three inches. Snow can make roads and sidewalks slippery. Now here's my logic. If there's very little snow at times and little or no accumulation on Thursday, and yet it's calling for three to six. Look at look at this right here. It's call it's calling for three to six inches uh of snow. Okay? Then we go on down to uh, Friday, and Friday says snow at times with additional one to three inches, but yet it says three to six inches. Why not just say one to three inches all the way around? I don't know. You'd have to ask the weatherman that, but I think that's interesting. And so 28 for the high on Friday. And then look there the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, 17 for the high, 28 for the high on Sunday. And then it warms up. We hit 55 degrees next Wednesday. Hang in there. The thaw is a comin'. That's right. The thaw is a comin'. So anyway, that's what's going on in our little portion of the world and looking at our Current radar conditions, you can see that right here in East Kentucky, there is nothing going on. Nothing at all going on but sunshine, but sunshine and cold. But we'll take that because we're in a warm studio here. Hope you're in a warm place this morning, getting ready for the broadcast and uh getting your thinking cap on because we got coming up in just a little bit. We got our trivia question of the day. And also Uh, We have coming up not only our trivia question of the day, but we also have our teaching session. And we want you to be a part of all of that. And uh, so uh, we're looking forward to uh, being with, and this will be on the 26th. I just got this uh, request to go preach for Brother James Chesser on Friday, uh, the 26th. And then uh, we'll see if I can. He's wanting me to come back down on Sunday, and we'll see if I can get back down for that service. So we'll see how that works out, and we'll go from there, and uh, hopefully we'll get to do both services. Well, let's see what else we got going on here in this area. Uh, well, looks like that uh, we got... Our announcements that need to be made. That's right. We got announcements and we need to make those. So we're going to uh, just mention those very quickly. Um, Christian Community Center, January the 26th, 6 to 8 p.m. Keep that in mind for the youth. And also a Section 3 rally, Friday, February the 2nd, 7.30 p.m. Grace and UPC, Grace in Kentucky. Men's meeting the first Monday of the month, February the 5th this year, and that'll be at 6 p.m. Also, KYC coming up Friday and Saturday, February the 16th and 17th, Northeast Christian Church, Lexington, Kentucky. Speaker is Josh Carson. And Section 3 Conference, Friday, uh, or should I say February the 22nd and 23rd, and keep that in mind. And, of course, we do have our uh, prayer requests, and you see all of those. We're just going to mention about the last five. Let's remember Joy Briggs, Ruby Daniels, Danny Ratliff, Leona Goozlin Little, and Sheila Spartman in prayer. Let's remember all of these. And if you want to send us your prayer requests, you can call in 606 282 4108, or you can email those to prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org or put it in the chat room, the comment section. And we'll try our best to pick it up along the way. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up today's service. Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us, that we would do what you would have us to do today, bring honor unto you in our praise and our worship, and be able to gather with people all across the U.S. and around the world and fellowship with your people, and then have the study session And rightly dividing the word of truth, we can all leave here with more knowledge than we came. Lord, I love you and I thank and praise you for everything you do. Touch each and every one of the requests that's on our prayer list. That is uh, the needs of the people who are watching as well as those who will watch by way of On Demand at a later time. And Lord, we give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Well, I'm glad you've joined us today on this cool Four degree morning. If you didn't leave your water dripping, well, you might be having some water problems right now. And, uh, you know, if you uh, left it dripping uh, still at four degrees, you might be having some water problems. I I may have to uh, check on the Pipeful Church and see I left the water dripping, but I want to make sure that no water lines are busted and we have uh, some uh, some expense, as well as uh, water troubles. So I'm going to go see about that after a while. But uh, anyway, uh, glad you could join us. And another mention is we have uh, what we call our, uh, our no school in Pike County due to weather, no church that night policy. That's our snow schedule for the winter. And so uh, they're not having any school in Pike County due to the weather today. And uh, a lot of driveways, parking lots. I know the church parking lot. I looked at it uh, earlier. And let's see if I could bring that up and maybe show that to you. And uh, it was uh, covered over last night. And with the temps being in the four-degree range I don't foresee that thawing out any time soon. So uh, you can see uh, that right there. And uh, let's see if I can just bring this in a little bit closer on a zoom. And uh, I'll see if I can do that. And uh, you see all that white snow on the church parking lot. So uh, since we don't have any Snow removal going on and all of that, and it's four degrees, that's not going to be melting anytime soon. Uh, So, hopefully, it will melt before the weekend, but we are having more snow. So, it may uh, just be that we will have too much snow on the parking lot. Uh, We've got a little bit of a snow removal. We had two snow plows, and someone stole them, I know it, I know it, thieves, yeah, thieves, and uh, so they stole them, and uh, they were two good snowblowers, they were craftsmen, and uh, uh, the seer store was going out of sale the year we bought them, and we didn't have but one or two snows that we had to use them, so they were virtually brand new, but now that we need them. They're probably in somebody else's garage. Somebody else is getting the benefit out of them. Anyway, that's what happens here in East Kentucky. But um, maybe the Lord will bless us to get two more, maybe even bigger and better. You never know. But anyway, uh, no service tonight at CAC. So keep that in mind. Pass that along to all of the viewers and all of the people that you know that uh, was planning on coming. And if you're uh, planning on a visit, don't do it tonight because nobody will be there. That's right. Nobody will be there. So with that said and done, I think we ought to just jump right into our uh, reading of the Word. We're reading our way through uh, the uh, Old Testament. and Once we get through the Old Testament, we're going to loop into or continue on into the New Testament. And uh, we'll try our best to get everything squared away. I think I got all my announcements in. I got uh, the cancellation of church service tonight in. Um, I think I've got everything I need done. Uh, we shall see if something else comes up. But right now, let's just read in First Chronicles chapter 9. Oh, I know what we need to do. I about forgot about it. How about some birthdays? That's right. Here's the birthdays. And, of course, uh, we appreciate all of those uh, who are not only uh, friends with us, but all of those who want to celebrate their birthday with us. And I will kind of bring that up a little bit bigger so you can read their names. And so, yeah, there you go. There's the birthdays, and happy birthday from all of us at CAC Daily
0: Icast. 1 Chronicles chapter 9 So all Israel were reckoned by genealogies, and behold they were written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah, who were carried away to Babylon for their transgression. Now the first inhabitants that dwelt in their possessions in their cities were the Israelites, the priests, Levites, and the Nethinims and in jerusalem dwelt of the children of judah and of the children of benjamin and of the children of ephraim and manasseh Uthai the son of Amihud, the son of amri the son of imri the son of bani of the children of pharez the son of judah and of the shilonites asaiah the firstborn and his sons and of the sons of Zerah, jeuel and their brethren 690 and of the sons of benjamin Shalu, the son of Meshulam, the son of Hodaviah, the son of Hasanua; and Ibniah, the son of Jeraham, and Elah, the son of Azai the son of Mikrai, and Meshulam, the son of Shephatiah, the son of Reuel, the son of Ibnijah, and their brethren, according to their generations, nine hundred and fifty and six. All these men were chief of the fathers in the house of their fathers, and of the priests, Jedeah, and Jehoiarib, and Jachin, and Azariah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Meshulam, the son of Zadok, the son of Meraeth, the son of Ahitub the ruler of the house of God. And Adaiah, the son of Jeroham the son of Pasher, the son of Malkijah and Maasei, the son of Adiel, the son of Jazerah, the son of Meshulam, the son of Meshulamith, the son of Immer, And their brethren, heads of the house of their fathers, a thousand and seven hundred and three score, very able men for the work of the service of the house of God. And of the Levites, Shemaiah the son of Hashab, the son of Azrakam, the son of Hashabiah, of the sons of Merari, and Bakbacar, Hirish, and Galel, and Mataniah the son of Micah, the son of Zikri, the son of Asaph. And Obadiah the son of Shemaiah, the son of Galel, the son of Jeduthun, the son of Berechiah, the son of Asa, the son of Elkanah, that dwelt in the villages of the Natophathites. And the porters were Shalom and Ahab and Talmon and Ahiman and their brethren. Shalman was the chief, who hitherto waited in the king's gate eastward. They were porters in the companies of the children of Levi. And Shalom the son of Korah, the son of Abiasaph, the son of Korah, and his brethren of the house of his father the Korahites, were over the work of the service, keepers of the gates of the tabernacle. And their fathers, being over the hosts of the Lord, were keepers of the entry. And Phinehas, the son of Eleazar was the ruler over them in time past, and the Lord was with him. And Zechariah, the son of Meshel was porter of the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. All these which were chosen to be porters in the gates were two hundred and twelve. These were reckoned by their genealogy in their villages, whom David and Samuel the seer did ordain in their set office. So they and their children had the oversight of the gates of the house of the Lord, namely the house of the tabernacle, by wards. In four quarters were the porters, toward the east, west, north, and south. And their brethren, which were in their villages, were to come after seven days from time to time with them. For these Levites, the four chief porters, were in their set office, and were over the chambers and treasuries of the house of God. And they lodged round about the house of God, because the charge was upon them, and the opening thereof every morning pertained to them. And certain of them had the charge of the ministering vessels, that they should bring them in and out by tail. Some of them also were appointed to oversee the vessels, and all the instruments of the sanctuary, and the fine flour, and the wine, and the oil, and the frankincense, and the spices. And some of the sons of the priests made the ointment of the spices. And Mattathiah, one of the Levites, who was the firstborn of Shalom the Korahite, had the set office over the things that were made in the pans. And other of their brethren, of the sons of the Kohathites, were over the showbread, to prepare it every Sabbath. And these are the singers, chief of the fathers of the Levites, who remaining in the chambers were free, for they were employed in that work day and night. These chief fathers of the Levites were chief throughout their generations. These dwelt at Jerusalem. And in Gibeon dwelt the father of Gibeon, Jehiel, whose wife's name was Maacah. And his firstborn son Abdon, then Zur, and Kish, and Baal, and Ner, and Nadab, and Geder, and Ahio, and Zechariah, and Mikloth, And Mikloth begat Shimiam, and they also dwelt with their brethren at Jerusalem, over against their brethren. And Nur begat Kish, and Kish begat Saul, and Saul begat Jonathan, and Malchashua, and Abinadab, and Eshbaal. And the son of Jonathan was Meribaal, and Meribaal begat Micah. And the sons of Micah were Python, and Melech, and Taria and Ahaz. And Ahaz begat Jerah, and Jerah begat Elameth, and Asmabeth, and Zimri and Zimri begat Mosah, and Mosah begat Binia, and rephaiah his son, Eleasa his son, Azel his son. And Azel had six sons, whose names are these, Azrakam, Bakaru, and Ishmael, and Sheariah, and Obadiah, and Hanan. These were the sons of Azel.
3: that he had to read those all those names instead of me i I can read them uh but I'm very slow at reading them and uh I still butcher a lot of the names because of uh just the um, the way they're I don't know do you call it pronounced or enunciated I don't know but anyway. <laughs> If you don't know what it means to say it, then maybe you don't uh, know even how to say it. But anyway, uh, that uh, was our reading in the words 2 Chronicles chapter 9. And also, um, I'd like to, uh, I was looking at something here that I needed to mention, and uh, it just totally slipped my mind as I was uh, thinking about that and got to talking about. Uh, oh, I know what it was. I wanted to show that. I do have an app uh, that you need to download. And uh, I don't know if I can uh, scroll in, uh, you know, uh, close enough to let you see this app or not. But if you see that app right, let's see if it, well, let's see if I can get the, the, uh, There, I'm trying to bring it in to focus. There we go. See that uh, app that says Bible pronounce? Uh, it's called Bible Bible pronunciation. Uh, right under Bible study, right under that Bible study, there on the left side of your screen, and uh, you can see that it is right there. That is a great free. Yes, I said free. That is a great free uh, little uh, little uh, thing that uh, tells you how to pronounce things, just like if I was to bring up this name.
0: Abdiel. Abdiel.
3: I've uh, said this before to other people, and uh, this is just a great program. Abel Bethmayaka. Abel Bethmayaka. See, that helps you to pronounce it. So it's called Bible uh, Pronunciation, and you just go to the App Store. I don't know if it's on Google Play, but you can go to the App Store, and you can download it there. Most people have not only uh, programs on the App Store, but they also have programs uh, that are on the uh, on the Google Play. So, uh, yeah, maybe you'd like to do that and have a little bit of uh you know uh pronunciation help i know i need it well let's see what else we got here uh, we got uh coming up do you have a minute well i hope you got a minute because if you don't have a minute then your schedule is way too busy like mine yeah your schedule's way too busy like mine and uh so uh, we're going to try our best to see if we can't read a uh, a little bit or get this little bit of uh, 60 seconds with the pastor. And so here we go. This will be February the 18th, 2021, we recorded this. So here we go. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the pastor. Psalms 97 and 1 says, The Lord reigneth. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of the isles be glad thereof. We can rejoice and be glad today because our God is king. In fact, He is king of kings and Lord of lords. And He is the one sitting on the throne. The Lord reigneth. The world rejoices when their favorite political figure is elected. Or their favorite sports star gets drafted, but God's people rejoice for a different reason. What goes on in the world is not what causes us to rejoice or to be glad, but what we rejoice and are glad about is because our God reigns. Our God is on the throne. The one we serve is in charge. The Lord reigneth. With the pastor, we hope that you enjoy those little segments, just kind of get you thinking about some things and maybe uh, stuff you didn't know, maybe you care to know, and you want to know. And uh, just a little bit of one minute segments that we do right there. Well, let's see if we can't uh, squeeze this in. This is our CAC trivia question of the day. join us monday through friday from 10 a.m to 12 noon that's some mighty fine internet radio what time is is it it's time what time is it it's dust. What time is it? i tell you what time it is. It's, it's time for another, another CAC Trivia Question it's of the Day. Does, does. CAC Trivia Question what of the Day does, is brought to you it. by Cornerstone Apostolic Church it's and does, the Apostolic does, Voice of Phelps radio and does, television does. broadcast. The it's radio does, broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to q95fm.net and click on the listen live links Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world, that's q95fm.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, let's see what today's trivia question is. In which book does God say that he hates divorce? In which book does God say that he hates divorce? Divorce. All you gotta do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link, it'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results, we do have the results of yesterday's trivia question. Well, yesterday's trivia question was a good one. It was who helped Joseph of Arimathea prepare Jesus' body? For burial, And out of those that participated, it looks like that it was 75% of you got it correct. That's right. 75% of you got it correct with the correct answer. That was Nicodemus. John chapter 19, verse 39 and 40. You never know. You know, as you begin to witness to people and talk to people, remember Nicodemus, I always refer to him Nick at night. And uh, he came to Jesus by night. And uh, you never know uh, what friends you make in the daylight or in the night that somewhere down the road is going to help out. And uh, so, yeah, Nicodemus, John chapter 19, verse 39 and 40. And 75% of you got it correct. You can get today's correct in which book does God say that he hates divorce. All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And as we said, we will have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And uh, it is time for us to do this it is the Commonwealth minute it is uh, from the Commonwealth Policy Center and Richard Nelson is the director executive director so here we go Kentucky legislature empowers Kentucky voters let's see what this is about
1: welcome to the Commonwealth minute here's your host Richard Nelson
3: Two bills proposed in the Kentucky State Senate aim to empower Kentucky voters. Senate Bill 8 calls for elections for members of the Kentucky Board of Education. As it is, members are currently appointed by the governor, which makes this important decision-making body more partisan. Senate Bill 10 would move elections for constitutional officers, including the governor, to even-numbered years, which corresponds with both presidential and congressional elections, and this means higher turnout for voters. Last year's race for governors saw a dismal 38% voter turnout, which is attributed to election fatigue. This bill is projected to save local governments about thirteen and a half million dollars a year. Now, both bills are common sense proposals, and if they pass, they will give Kentuckians more opportunities to influence their state government.
1: Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC for Kentucky, and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org.
3: And that was the Commonwealth Minute, and it's time for us to take our little break because we gotta clear up the lack so we can record our teaching sessions. Put them on the archives people can watch them on their own time frame so here we go don't touch that any key don't go anywhere we'll be right back
2: a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link.
3: You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to q95fm.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's q95fm.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's wqcw And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com.
2: You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps Eye our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606 282 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at org, or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word.
3: Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily ICAST little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style. We're so glad that you have joined us for this study today. This is going to be lesson number 1141 of our study through the words. So we want to jump right into it. We're in the book of Revelation. And of course, we always like to preface our study by saying, uh, you know, Revelation is, is not about uh, so much future events. It's about the revelation of who Jesus is. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ and showing how he's all-powerful and how that uh, there's not a battle that he's going to lose. And uh, we come out triumphant. The church comes out triumphant with Jesus in the end. So keep on serving the Lord. And then as we study this, of course, it is talking about future events, but uh, that's not what the book is really all about. It's about jesus what is the bible about uh the scriptures are about jesus uh jesus said you know uh uh, the volume uh, of the book uh it talks about him uh and so with that uh we we see how important it is to know the bible because it tells us about jesus so with that studying future events and all of these things uh we want to uh kind of get right into the study, we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday, and yesterday we uh, left off in verse number three, so we're going to pick back up reading verse number three, and uh, so let's just jump right in this morning and ask the Lord to bless us to be able to do this, so it begins to say in verse number three, so he carried me away into the spirit, into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet, colored beast full of names of blasphemy having seven heads and ten horns mark that down that's important seven heads and ten horns and the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, and notice there's a comma, comma, Mystery, comma, Babylon the Great, comma, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great Notice what it says, admiration, great admiration. And uh, the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carrieth her, which hath seven heads and ten horns. The beast that thou sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into pit perdition, and that they that dwell on the earth shall wonder. I think that's interesting that it says uh, it it ascends out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition, and they that dwell on the earth shall wonder, whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. And uh, I want to uh, go to the Lord in prayer as we study today. This is going to be lesson number 1141 of our study through the words. So let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to bless us. (coughs) Excuse me. Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you for this opportunity that you blessed us to study your word. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us as we study your word, that we will take what we study, apply it to our life, our understanding, and we will understand your word more thoroughly. But most of all, Lord, we want to be ready. So when you come back for your church, we will be ready. A glorious church without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish, without any such thing. That we might be pleasing unto you, and we can go home with you and spend eternity in heaven. And Lord, we give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. <clears throat> well, when you think about um, this picture unfolding, this scene, if you will, unfolding uh, that John saw, uh, he's seeing some things that are disturbing. He's seeing some things that makes him stand there almost uh, mesmerized by what he is seeing. Maybe he's stunned. Maybe he's, uh, you know, just shocked at what he's seeing. Or maybe he's, uh, you know, this word, I guess uh, I could try to find it right quick uh, because I didn't look it up to give us this uh, extra little nugget in here but I think it's very important uh, that we see what it is. It says that he, when he looked upon this, that, uh, that he marveled. And uh, I think that's the word that we want to try to look up. And, uh, and uh, he, he, I guess he wondered uh, with great admiration, not marveled, but wondered with great admiration. Now, uh, I want to look that up because I want to take that, just that moment here to, uh, kind of give us a understanding of what, uh, happened to John when he saw this. And, uh, I think it's, it's important that, uh, we see that the angel even addresses this. And, uh, when the angel addressed this, um, uh, you know, uh, The question was, uh, by the angel and, and this, this scene of this woman sitting up on, uh, this scarlet and, and I would just want to kind of, kind of get us on track here. Uh, she's sitting up on this scarlet, uh, colored, if you will, beast, um, This beast, uh, which represents uh, power, authority, uh, uh, whether it's military might, uh, religious uh, might, uh, economical might. We all know that this is all going to play in to the last days. But uh, looking at, at this and looking at verse number six. We see that it says in verse number six that, um, that when I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus, when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Now, what we usually think of in admiration is if we admire something, we esteem something highly. I wanted. That's why I wanted to kind of get everything in context here so that we can understand what is really being said. This word wondered means uh, not only wondering uh, about, but it means to admire, uh, to marvel, to wonder, um, admiration. And so uh, it means that... Uh, when John saw this woman on this beast, uh, you know, all of these things unfolding before him, he wondered. It's It almost mesmerized him. And uh, then we look and we see that in uh, the next thing that I wanted to point out was not only that word wondered, but also I wanted to bring in the word uh, that that I think is more uh, something we we sometimes interpret or define one way. That is admiration. Admiration uh, here in this particular uh, Greek rendering it means uh, to marvel at, uh, to wonder at. Um, I think it's it's just basically he saw something that caught his attention and and it just it almost you know if you see something that you you marvel at that you're 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 focused on that's kind of what it was and and i think that's why it's important that the very next thing that we see after we read verse seven, and I want to bring this up so you can read along with us. And the angel said unto me, "Wherefore didst thou marvel? Why did you marvel?" And and you know, uh, we don't need to be marveling or admiring the things of this world. I guess is what I'm trying to say is, if if sin gets our attention. If sin gets our attention, the next thing you know, we will be following sin. If sin gets your attention, you will start wondering after sin. So what we got to do is not be mesmerized, not be uh, uh, admiring or fall into admiration of sinful things, sinful acts, sin, sin don't let people who are full of sin mesmerize you, cause you to admire them. you know I've heard people say about people that have uh, been uh, very sinful and done sinful acts they're, they're in admiration of them they say those words they say they admire them. Don't let sin get your attention that's that's what I want to point out here because John, being shown all of this um, scene that is unfolding in heaven, now just simply begins to wonder with, ad- with great. Notice it says great. Uh, if I can back up to verse number six right quickly. Notice it says, wondered with great admiration. That's pretty astounding to me. That's pretty telling. Of this scene this woman she's decked out with all sorts of clothing that's uh, you know uh, nice if you will uh, almost like royalty uh, because when you begin to see this woman she's arrayed in purple and scarlet that's that's the color of kings you know so uh, she's arrayed with this so now is John mesmerized by that? That wasn't really what got his attention completely because she's decked with gold and precious stones. You know, I think that a lot of times when we, uh, talk about not wearing jewelry and, and not being drawn in by, uh, gold and silver and, and precious stones and things like that. Um, there's a reason because it has such a draw to not only the eye, but to the heart. And, you know, I think about, uh, I think about Lucifer uh, when he was in heaven, he was covered with all precious stones. And uh, I think that uh, he uses this because we know that, if, street, if the street is gold in heaven, then gold's not bad. We know that if the gates are pearl, then pearls aren't bad. If it's uh, walls of jasper, then jasper isn't bad or else it would not be in heaven. But what happens is the admiration of those things that lure upon this earth, that pull upon this earth, and that's why we don't wear uh, you know uh, gaudy jewelry you know we don't you don't see us decked out in gold and silver and and uh, all of those things because Paul even warned of that he he warned not to be uh you know in in uh in apparel that cost a lot of money costly array uh don't be uh you know uh, wrapped up in gold and silver um uh, don't be wrapped up in Uh, These things, because these things draw your attention. And maybe that's why, John, I don't know. I don't know uh, why John wondered and and greatly admired this scene of this woman who's decked out in scarlet and purple and uh, decked with gold and precious stones. But it's like he stopped and looked and wondered with great admiration. As he's looking, he gets focused on what he sees. But look what else this woman has. She has a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. You're seeing a false religion A false government, a deceptive system that is so deceptive that even John is looking at this scene with great admiration. I think that that is very telling of this scene that he's seen. And that's how easy it is for people to follow. People want to follow um, things like, uh, you know, people that have money, for instance. People are mesmerized with people that have money, millionaires, billionaires. You know, they're they're mesmerized. Doesn't matter what their life is like. Doesn't matter how sinful they are. When you think of of uh just recently in the news there was uh, the revealing of people that was going to this island uh that was owned and run by uh, Epstein and uh, people were just there for the, all the sinful reasons because this guy had money this guy had money and nobody asked him how he got it. nobody asked him. Of what you do for a living, and and how'd you get all your money? Because of money, he had the draw and the pull, and that island became a place where underage girls and boys were sexually molested. That that is very revealing to what is going on in our world, and that's why John is maybe mesmerized for a moment if you will if i can use mesmerized not take away from uh wandering with great admiration uh because it caught his attention don't let anything in this world catch your attention such as money fame fortune sometimes people are mesmerized with fame oh a movie star's in town let's go see him oh uh, there's somebody who's a country star i got to i got to go hear them. i got to get their autograph you know i don't read anywhere where paul um john or any of the disciples were running after people oh caesar see let me have your autograph oh uh there's that uh military general let me have your autograph You don't see none of God's people doing that. So why do we do it today? Why are we so mesmerized with fame, fortune? Why why does that grab our attention? After all, we're going to a place where gold is what we walk on. Pearls is what they make gates out of. Walls of jasper. All precious stones, the beauty of heaven is what should make us stop when we read it and see the scene in words. That's what should stop us and say, Oh, I'm in great admiration of heaven. But when we see Jesus, that should be what brings the greatest admiration of all. Now, here we have pearls golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead is written mystery. And also Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. That's what's written on her forehead. And John said, I saw the woman drunken. Notice what she's drunk with, the blood of the saints. Have you ever heard someone describe such drunkenness as someone who is bloodthirsty? They're drunken on power. They're drunken on authority. They're drunken on money. They're drunken on, you know, killing people. You know, a lot of times people referred to Hitler in that manner, that he was, he was drunk, uh, literally, uh, I guess, described as being drunk on the blood of the Jews. That, that it fed his ego. It fed his longing. It fed his desires. Again, let's not get wrapped up in fame and fortune and money. You know, money's not bad but the love of money is the root of all evil. We look at the things that heaven has, and we understand that it's um, a beautiful place, but it has gold. It has all sorts of other precious stones and other things. And with that, I think that we can look at heaven with admiration. Look at heaven with wonder. And respect, but here, I, the way I interpret this and and see this scene of John seeing this woman on the beast and how she's decked out in clothing and and uh, gold and and all of this and and uh, drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus, that it just when he's seeing all this, he's like wondering at it with great admiration and it's almost like the angel has to get his attention back that's the way i see it you may see it a different way but i see it almost as if he's just he's he's so focused on that that the, the angels i no, i don't believe the angel snapping his fingers but it's almost like he's getting his attention back. Like, let's get focused, John. Come on, snap out of this. Because here's what he says. The angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? Getting his attention back. I'm going to tell you what the mystery of this woman is. I'm going to tell you the evilness of her. I'm going to tell you why she's drunken with the blood. Of of saints and and the martyrs of Jesus, and we'll tell you about it. So the angel had to get his focus again, because remember John is marveling with great admiration at this scene. Now some people say,s "Oh, it just had him shocked. It had him, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, wondering. Well, what does this mean?" And, and rightly so in a lot of senses, because the very next thing we see, the angel said, I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carrieth her, which hath the seven heads and ten horns. He begins in verse 8, and I think this is where we need to look at, because I want to kind of uh, look at this in a way that uh, we can... Uh, grab on to more information here. Uh, the beast on which the woman sat and is not and yet is, it was a seat of idolatry and persecution. Um, it was a seat of evil, if you will. And I began to think about this and how that uh, three things are going to be addressed in this particular uh, section that we're studying, uh, religious systems going to be judged, political and economic systems going to be judged, and the military system is going to be judged. Now, this Babylon uh, that we see um, called um, Babylon, uh, and, and that's important that it's called Babylon because this Babylon called the great whore, the woman, the mother of harlots, Babylon makes herself rich. This Babylon portrays a false uh, ecumenical world church. That's what this represents. And this is why it's so important. Religious Babylon identified with a city reigning in John's day, Rome. This is so important. Rome had grown out of the Babylonian system. Rome had grown out of the Babylonian system. Rome is the only city consistently identified with seven hills. Now, I want to go on, and and read just a little bit more on our, in a word, and then we'll come to a close. The beast that thou sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder, whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they beheld the beast that was and is not and yet is. And I want to stop right there because we'll pick up on verse number nine uh, tomorrow. I want us to kind of get this picture. I hope I'm not being confusing because I'm trying to, there's a lot of things running through my mind that I'm trying to get focused on. First of all, you've got John being wondering with great admiration of this woman. She's clothed in in scarlet and purple, she's got uh, gold, and she's got uh, you know a cup in her hand, and she's got uh, abominations and, and idolatry and, and uh, blood of the saints. She's drunk with the blood of the saints and the martyrs of Jesus, and, and John is just like so focused on what he's seeing, and the angel just began to get his attention. And say, why are you wondering at this? I'm going to reveal everything about this. And that's where we start. And that's where we want to end today. Because we see that if we're not looking at this in the realm of which it is, it is a world, um, if we can talk about this Babylon, it is a world, religious, political, an economic system. You see authority. You see money, power, if you will. Uh, You see um, political ruling, if you will. So all of that, this Babylon portrays a world political economic system. It also represents a... Religious system. So, with that, we have to understand where's this going to happen? Where is this setup going to be? And most every scholar that you talk to, most ev. Well, you may not talk to scholars. Maybe you read their writings. Maybe you, uh, you know, uh, study their their writings. But most biblical scholars will say this is talking about Rome. Rome is the only one that grew out of the Babylonian system with a consistent identification of seven hills. Always remember that, seven hills. That is always in reference to Rome. Now, the next thing, Rome being the only city consistently identified with seven hills, this woman is the mother of harlots. In other words, she's the one that has birthed all false religions. I want to stop right here because I want to, I want to, let us think about what we study. I hope you've taken notes. I hope you will continue to study even deeper. Uh, maybe you want to do some research uh, in other commentaries or maybe other, uh, you know, interpretations or or uh, versions of the Bible. But I want you to look at what is going on and what is being unfolded. It is just simply showing. The political, economic, and religious system of the day and it's centered right in Rome. What religious system is in Rome right now? The papal system, the the you know, the Pope and, and his system, that is what is stationed in Rome. We look at all of this unfold, it's unfolding in Rome. That's why we have to be aware of these things. And I know we're living in a, in a world that you can't say, oh, this person's wrong because nobody in our world wants to be called wrong. But you know what? There are people that are wrong. There are people that are wrapped up in deceptive religions. And we as the people of God just got to make sure we don't fall into that. Not through money, not through fame, not through fortune, not through favors. We have got to follow Jesus, even if it means persecution. And I want to close with that because I think that's a good place to close today that we can uh, ask the Lord to help us to take what we've learned today and uh, maybe just, you know, grab on to it, apply it to our knowledge and help us to understand it. Let's pray. Lord, I come before your presence, and I pray, Lord, that I have taught your word today. I pray that I haven't confused anyone or misrepresented your word in any way, because that's not my desire. My desire is to teach your word, line upon line and precept upon precept. Give me knowledge and wisdom that I'll be able to do that each time we have a study i misrepresented your word in any way forgive me lord and help me to correct it because i want to make sure that when i teach your word especially in the book of revelation that i get it right so that people will understand what is coming most of all lord i want them to understand who you are you are god you are savior You're coming back for a people that's ready. So help us just to be ready. Lord, I love you and I thank you. Bless people today who have studied this, taken notes and want to study even further, that they will have a greater knowledge and understanding of your word. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I tell you what, when I get started, I know we run over, we're 10 minutes over, our schedule and we're, we're like going farther than, than we normally do. And, um, I hate to do that because I like to keep it in 20 minutes, but when you get in a subject like revelation, a lot of times you can't just grab onto something and, uh, 20 minutes and then jump out because it, it would, uh, I think leave us more confusing, uh, or confused if you will, uh, and would be more confusing to us. If we just jump in, jump out. Uh, I hope it's been something today that has helped broaden your knowledge uh, and let you understand uh, what is coming and how Rome, yes, Rome is going to play a part in this and how that uh, the economical, the political and the religious system is going to be set up uh, in Rome and and. Man, that puts it right in the middle of the papal system. So uh, I didn't write the book. I'm just the messenger. So uh, if you want to persecute me for saying uh, what we've taught today, then you just have to persecute me. But it's the word of God. It's the word of God. Well, I want to close with that. And I also want to close with our trivia question because it's up and running. And our trivia question for today is simply this. In which book does God say that he hates divorce? Does God really care about divorce? Well, in which book does God say that he hates divorce? We'll have the result of that on tomorrow's broadcast. Everybody enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great day because we are out of here.
1: Mr. McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.